0: Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today's message is from Paul's letter to the Romans. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Last week, Pastor Fensky broke open a book to talk about peacekeeping during our series, Wrestling with the Issues. Today, I also used a SME, a subject matter expert. Dr. Joel Bierman, in his book, Holy Citizens, a professor at Concordia Seminary, is helping guide us as we are wrestling with an impossible nation. Gary, would you flip the slide for me? I'm going to have you do it. There are so many options with this verse and this idea of an impossible nation. Do I talk about the upcoming election or the protests or race relations or quarantine? God's word certainly has stuff to say about all those things. Or maybe do I talk about the greatness of our nation or our national problems, state, local, not here in Frankenmuth. Do I talk about the role and authority of government and our civic duties? If not, then what? And how do you even feel about me talking about any of these things from the pulpit. Ah, that's it. It was my hope in selecting those Bible readings to put your concerns of that last question on notice. Slide. In Psalm 82, as I mentioned before and during the reading, God works through government called God's in that passage. God uses every politician. It is the office that is holy, not the person, but both deserve our respect. God is active in what we call his left-hand rule through civic authorities. Likewise, God is active through our individual participation, the point of our Romans 12 passage. But I don't actually plan to unpack those distinctions today. Each could be handled separately. Separately. That's going to be a key word today. How we separate things, how we separate our thinking about things. And how we then separate our actions and our responses to be faithful to God's word. Slide. Text that we read for today that I'm preaching about. Paul says this, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Faith in Jesus is absolutely necessary for this. The sending of the Holy Spirit is the only way our mind can be renewed. There are a lot of national issues that require us to renew our thinking and our speaking right now. But how do we do that? Now these specific issues are also not things that I intend to take up today. Rather, I intend to go deeper to a foundational level. Being transformed in faith equips us to not be conformed to this world. And that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. To discern is really just to separate the right from the wrong, to make that decision. So what is this testing process Paul is talking about to discern this right from wrong? We need to know this right now. How do we do it? Slide. Before we begin, we must also address God's sovereign rule over creation as including church and state. God rules over the obvious spiritual realm. This can be called his right hand rule. Think of the church. But God also rules over his left hand through civic authorities. Think state. While separate, they are quite aptly The two hands of one God, both under his rule and reign. To completely separate his two hands would mean to disconnect them or cut one of them off. And that is a bad idea for us. That's just the groundwork. Now it's time to start pouring the foundation. First, these two realms church and state are separate, but do not completely separate them. It is impossible to completely separate some things. Take our veterans and military, for example. It is impossible to completely separate the military out of the man. You've heard it said, you can take the girl out of the farm but you can't take the farm out of the girl. Well, you can take the man out of the military, but you can't take the military out of the man. Just ask my wife. Who you are as service men and women is a major part of who you are now. I was never just one or the other. I wasn't a sergeant one minute and a man the next. If I was, you can bet your bottom dollar that somebody told me with their outdoor voice. Although not an exact illustration, the same is true for our concept of the separation of church and state. Perhaps many of you, and me once, would think we should advocate for a total and complete separation. But you can't remove the state from our one true God any more than you could remove the church. And neither of them, surprisingly for you to hear this from me maybe, is greater than the other. They are both institutions by God with purposes that are unique. To completely separate church and state forces them too far apart and it becomes an either or situation and they become incapable of working together slide we must learn distinction without divorce we must learn how they are distinct but we must not try to divorce them It is impossible to separate or divorce the two hands of God. At all times, your military service was both spiritual and civic, both being under God through government. At all times, your life and civic involvement, all of us, is both spiritual and within your government. Yet they are distinctly different. The way God works through the government is drastically different. Wouldn't you agree? The government is measured by God's law, God's will for His creation. The church, which represents the spiritual realm, is geared towards the proclamation of the gospel. That is what distinction and divorce means. But they have a common interest. Your service is also a connection. Slide. They are connected in God above. But they are also connected from us below. People in service of others have God's word and will to equip their faithful service. Your service is your job. Your role as a public servant, and now we're talking about more than just the military. Your service is endorsed by God, but it is first and foremost under his rule and reign. We celebrate Independence Day as a way of showing our gratitude for the service of others in this nation. gratitude for those who've held or hold a distinct function or office that benefits others if done rightly the right functioning of the office is of interest to everyone involved to god to the government through your spiritual growth to the soldier and to the peace that's brought across the world Your waking up at 5.30 in the morning to do PT, which stands for physical training, in boots and a pro mask, matters. Your deployments away from your family to defend freedom and protect innocent lives matter. We are grateful for your service, for your sacrifice, for your scars, sweat, and sorrows, and even for what you've seen. Not that you had to see it, but that in doing so, you spared others. While God is the source of both the church and state, and that's not endorsing everything that sinful people do in both, you, as public servants, and each one of us in our civic duties, are how church and state plays out. Each and every day. So, how do they work together? This brings us to our next point. Gary. These two realms of church and state must cooperate, but do not confuse them. I'll go back one. Thanks. First, it is easy to confuse church and state. I don't mean that you might walk into church to pay your taxes. To explain what I mean, let's go back to our example of separating, let's say, a woman this time from the military. In the same way that no complete separation can exist without cutting her in half, which would kill her, so also these two aspects of her reality cannot be confused. She cannot give her subordinate a baby bottle when he cries. Not in this new army, at least. She also can't make her staggering toddler do push-ups for breaking rank at the grocery store. Well, maybe. Confusing her roles would not make much sense. They are distinct roles and they cooperate in her maturity and that of others. They cooperate in forming and shaping the woman she is today and the one she will be tomorrow. They teach her about God. They cooperate in her faith, in her understanding of right and wrong and common decency on a spiritual level. But they do so in very unique ways. This is also true of church and state. We must learn cooperation without confusion. We must learn how they cooperate, but we must not confuse them. I want to clarify, I don't mean confusion in the sense of not knowing which is which, I pray that we hopefully have no risk there. I mean confusion in the sense of one assuming the other's role. As if to let the church try to do state better. Ironically, I must highlight a bit of potential confusion that could be caught by this sermon already. You see the term church and state is familiar to you, hence my decision to use them. However, the spiritual realm, the right hand of God, is much more than just the church, but it does include the church. I hope these familiar terms helped me communicate these points, but that clarification ought to be said. To combine or confuse the roles of church and state forces them too close together. And again, we end up with an either-or scenario as they are pitted one against the other. We all have a tendency to want cooperation of church and state to the point of confusing them. Let me leave you with a summary from our text. Paul says, don't be conformed to this world. And I tell you, do not push church and state too far or too close. Paul says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And I tell you, Jesus is your Savior. The Holy Spirit will use the word of God to equip you wherever and however you act. Always being in both at the same time. Do not let your fears of some kind of separation there or your desire for their harmony to drive a wedge between God's hands. They have distinct functions. Rather, let your comfort and peace and hope be in Christ alone. Not in drawing a clean line between church and state. Perhaps you felt some anxiety when I mentioned the issues that I might bring up from the pulpit. We want to hear what God's word says about those things. And that's a place where you wouldn't want to draw that clean line. Let your mind be transformed through faith. Read God's word for his will, for your life, and for your service. Let them cooperate. Slide. Paul then says that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And I tell you, this is how we serve. This is why we serve. This is who we serve. God, the Father Almighty. Thank you for your service, your faithful service to him. Thank you for valuing your nation enough to serve. May his mercy extend to all of us and to our entire nation. And may we continue to be blessed by his good graces. Amen. May the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.